Fox News. It's the Ramsey Show, where we take your calls about money, career, relationships, and more. Tune in weekdays at noon on Smart Talk 106.3. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize another winner of $1,000 cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, Sheridan Area Rural Fire is receiving these funds her random drawing. We're giving $1,000 away every week to a qualified nonprofit organization. Next week, it could be your nonprofit. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC. What if you had more time to manage your business operations, sell your products, or take a vacation? What if you had someone to pay your bills, handle your payroll, or watch your bottom line? Let the accounting professionals at Harker-Mellinger add free time to your schedule by providing a cost-effective bookkeeping service, as well as adding useful management reports for your business. Call or visit Harker-Mellinger at 1811 South Sheridan Avenue in Sheridan. And remember, the initial consultation is always free. From Sheridan Media News, it's time for Open Line Friday. Your chance to join the conversation and talk about what you want to talk about. Call the Jackson Electric Open Line at 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. And now your hosts for Open Lines, Ron Richter and Aaron Palmer. And good morning. On the Jackson Electric Open Line Friday, Aaron Palmer and Ron Richter. And numbers you can call this morning if you want to talk are 674-4443 or 672-5763. And we have kind of a topic. Um, this week's poll question was kind of centered around Buffalo, which, yeah, we're in Sheridan. But um, I, I think this has to deal with taxes. It has to deal with what some people may see as governmental waste. Um, so I think it's kind of a question that people in both counties were might have been interested in. Who knows? But anyway, the poll question, Mr. Haran, it was what? Uh, the first Northern Mega Wyoming poll question, should the city of Buffalo and Johnson County continue to fund the Bomber Mountain Civic Center and continue upgrading the building as needed, or should it be raised and another new facility be built in its place? And... 88 votes said uh, continue funding it. It's what we have. Uh, 58 votes said don't care. 24, no, raise it and build another facility. And um, then we had no, raise it and let me see. No, raise it and don't build another facility was 21 votes. So <laughs> basically continue funding it was pretty overwhelmingly uh, what people wanted. My um, guess would be a lot of those I don't care votes are probably the ones in Sheridan going, doesn't affect me. Yeah, or, or yeah, or just someone that really, you know, whatever they do, yeah, they're going to do. do. And it, I, I think to some extent it does affect people in Sheridan County because one of the tenants of that building is Sheridan College in Johnson County, which a lot of people in Sheridan take classes down there. So anyway, there's exactly. that. This... The reason this came up is because at a recent city council meeting, and I think it came up in the county commission meeting as well, there is the, the at one point this building was looking at the possibility of having to replace the sprinkler system, and I'll deal with that later. Um, 
to the tune of almost a million dollars. I think it was like $800,000 that they were going to have to put into. No, when you say sprinkler, you're, you're saying like fire suppression, right. correct? Yes. Yes, fire suppression, thank you, for the entire building. And keep in mind, this is an old school right. that was built in Buffalo in the early 1900s at some point. So they got rid of it. The School Facilities Commission basically condemned it and said, you know, there's just way too much money involved in revamping this building. So they basically sold it. And the city of Buffalo and and <clears throat> I think Johnson County were involved, um, stepped up and bought this building with the idea of making it kind of a community building, civic center, for lack of a better term. And then they built a new school for Buffalo out on the south end. Um, so that's how this all came about. So a lot of people over the years have looked at this and went, well, why did we, because now we have the college in there. There's talk of moving the new West High School, which is the new alternative high school in Buffalo, moving that into the Bomber Mountain Civic Center. And I think there was talk of moving another school in there at some point in the past. I could be wrong. But anyway, that's what all of this is about and how it came about. So what it amounted to is the fire marshal came in recently and looked at the building and said, okay, well, we're not really looking at this $800,000 fire suppression sprinkler system, but what we need you guys to do is upgrade the fire panel. I don't know what a fire panel is, but it is something to do with uh, early warning system, something like that, where if there is a fire in some portion of the building, boom, everybody's aware, get out type thing. So there's two phases, I guess, of this that could be. There's a minimum, I don't want to call it a Band-Aid fix, but something similar to that, where it's a $30,000 fix, or they can do an expanded version of this, which would be uh, good in the future uh, for about double that. Not quite double. So that's what this all, that's why this all came about. So that's what we're going to talk about today. If everybody wants to call in, chime in. Perfect. If you have something that you want to talk about, also perfect. Chime in. We'll talk about that as well. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back and we'll talk about the Bomber Mountain Civic Center in just a few. complex electrical applications. Jackson Electric has the knowledge, the experience, and the reputation to meet and exceed any electrical need or requirement. Jackson Electric's expertise even includes phone systems, data systems, LED lighting systems, fire alarm systems, and irrigation systems. Residential, commercial, industrial, agriculture. If it has anything to do with electricity, anything at all, Jackson Electric does it all at 1851 North Main in Sheridan. Time for a Sheridan County Fair hourly update presented in part by Heartland Kubota. Black Tooth Large Animal Service, the Parkman Bar, Trubill Builders, and McDonald's. We're heading into a busy, busy weekend at the fair. The scale is open for sheep and goat. At 9 a.m., the Market Goat Show will get underway at the Grass Show Ring Breeding Market Goat Show immediately to follow. At 2 o'clock, the Market Sheep Show will take place in the Grass Ring. 
Breeding sheep show immediately to follow that. For those from great fun, kick up your boots for the community dance. That'll take place tonight. Featuring a beer garden under the grandstand. Sidetrack's going to be playing your favorite 50s through the 80s tunes. And free admission to the family fun. Sharedamedia.com live streaming many of the events on sharedamedia.com or posting the footage on our website at sharedamedia.com. So tell all your friends around the state and go there. All subject, all events are subject to a change in the moment's notice. More updates coming up right here on this Shared Media station and online at sharedamedia.com. And thank you to Harlan Kubota, the Parkman Bar, True Bill Builders, McDonald's, and Black Tooth Large Animal Service. So what's wrong, Fido? Did Timmy fall down the well again? What? You mean you don't want this dog food? You want a different dog food? Okay, so you want Northwest Naturals raw diets for dogs sold locally only at the Health Nut? Wait, wait, you want some A-plus Answers raw goat milk formula with raw honey and organic cinnamon? And they have Northwest Naturals for cats, too? You guys stay right here. I'm going to the Health Nut in Sheridan's 5th Street Mall right now. Hi, this is Brad at Primary Motors, where we are looking to buy your clean used vehicles, tractors, ATVs, and much more. We will also down trade and do appraisals. Here at Primary Motors, we are a full service dealership offering quality used cars, trucks, and SUVs. Our super trailer store features a wide variety of stock, utility, and cargo trailers. Primary Motors has been making customers happy for decades. See us today at 2305 Coffee and Avenue in Sheridan or online at primarymotors.com. Jackson Electric Open Line Friday, Aaron Palmer and Ron Richter. And uh, one of the things we're talking about this morning is the Bomber Mountain Civic Center. So we have some things that we're going to cover on that. And if you have something that you would like to talk about, we've got some other things here. I actually pulled a bunch of stuff off that we can talk about as well. Some of Ron's stories over the last week, which were interesting. Which, that's why I did that, is because you're the expert on the stories. So to speak. You're giving me a lot of credit there. (laughs) (laughs) So the Bomber Mountain Civic Center, the poll question this week was, again, Ron, what? First Northern Bank of Wyoming poll question, should the city of Buffalo and Johnson County continue to fund the Bomber Mountain Civic Center and continue upgrading the building as needed, or should it be raised and another new facility be built in its place? 45% uh, said that uh, continue funding it. It's what we have. Uh, 32% said don't care, 12% no, raise it and build another facility, and 11% said no, raise it and don't build another facility. So <laughs> basically, either it was keep it or I don't care. Right. And as you said earlier, the I don't care probably could be a lot of the, eh, they're going to do what they're going to do regardless of what we say about it anyway. Yeah. Which there seems to be a lot of that sentiment toward government in general but um anyway one of the things that we were talking about on, on the break was uh trevor had asked what is actually in that building we touched on that a bit one of the things is sheridan college in johnson county and if you walk into that building it's not just an old dilapidated school they have put quite a bit of money into paint you know remodeling this that and the other i mean it's actually a very nice facility the problem is it's in a building that's almost 100 years old so it's going to have issues um and we we all know what those issues are in, in any old building you know the roof goes bad they have issues with the foundation whatever right. the case well, may yeah, be yeah you get the term money pit right and that's essentially what a lot of people look at this as they're like you know why are we dumping money into this thing and to be honest, it is what we have. And 
I, I wish I would have recorded this, but um, at the meeting this week, um, one of the county commissioners came in, and they're they're fighting over this. I shouldn't say they're fighting, but they're discussing what to do with this fire panel and how to how to go about this because the county commission has already said, okay, well, we're going to allocate funds for this project that needs to be done to keep the doors open because the fire marshal said you at least need to do such and such at roughly $30,000 to replace this, this, and this to keep the doors open. And that's keep, the minimum. Right. That's just the minimum. Yeah. Plus there's another one, which if they were to do would mean that um, they wouldn't have to in, in a year or two come back and do the upgrade because one of the things that they're looking at is is putting New West High School in that or at least a portion of it in that civic center so if that were the case the fire marshal is going to come back and say to have those kids in here you need to upgrade this uh fire panel even more so there's there's two phases to this and this is what's what created this whole thing so when they had this discussion um the commission county commission allocated money for whatever we'll we'll pay half they said so then they were waiting on the on the city council to come in and say, well, what are you guys going to do? Well, essentially, they're going to take the next two weeks and look at it. They're going to talk to the county commission and see where everything's at. But essentially, if they don't fund this thing, at least the panel, the first part of it, the the doors are the fire marshal's going to shut it down, and then what? That that's that's the issue. So. Yes, is it what we have? Yes. Is it throwing good money after bad, which a lot of people think? Meh, probably. Maybe. You know, I guess there's an argument for that. But it is what we have. It is being used. It is not a rundown facility. It just needs upgrades and this, this, and this as it as it happens. And the more tenants that are in there, the more money that this uh, organization makes or the... Or the um, Joko first, who runs it, the more money that they can put into this, their coffers, so to speak, so that they have money um, to run the place, number one, and then number two, to hopefully upgrade in the future to make this a more uh, viable community civic center, I guess. Well, I, I just wonder, though, you know, the O&M costs, is it worth it? Right. If you're constantly sticking money into making sure it's up to code or meeting this and meeting that and whatnot. And if you constantly have to keep doing that, I mean, you know, look out 20 years. How much are you sure. going to put into that building in the next two decades? Sure. And that's an argument as well. But even if you have a new building or newer building, a lot of these things pop up. Yes, you're still going to have... Yeah, yeah. You're, you're going to have, have maintenance on it. You're mm -hmm. going to have issues where the fire marshal or whoever the, the comes The O&M costs hey, are, are, yep. are there on, on, a, on a shiny object and a mm -hmm. not-so-shiny object. I mean, right. just... And that, that, I think, is the question where people are looking at this 20 years down the road and going, well, you know, are we going to have a building that's 120 years old or do we want a building that's 20 years old that we're dumping money into? And... You know, there's an argument there. But there's also an argument saying, you know, things were built better 100 years ago than they are today. Yeah, that in is true. In a lot of instances. That's, so I, I, don't, I don't know what the answer is. I really don't. But it, it just seems interesting. We'll see what's going to happen. 
Um, one of the one of the issues with this is if they decide that they don't want to continue to dump money into this civic center, then what? Well, it's going to have to be torn down. They can't leave it there. Well, and, and the thing is, then too, you have to look at the cost of that. Right. And, 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 and it's going to be millions of dollars to right. tear that building down. And we all know what we find in old buildings That's that are 100 years ask. old, there's going to be asbestos. There, you yep. know you're going to find that. So in a building that size, I mean, you know, with this, just that small building in downtown that Sheridan that they did here recently, they well, found asbestos there. And there was mm-hmm. the mitigation process the and the cost. Tire building. Yes. Yep. And the mitigation costs on that were pretty high. Mm-hmm. The building that we're talking about in Buffalo is 10 times that size. Right. So, I mean, this school, I don't know if people here are aware of it, but it's, it's three stories, including the basement, and it takes up, you know, a, a good portion of, of two city blocks. It is a pretty good, it's got two gyms, for God's sake. I mean, it's it's a big building. So, the the just the asbestos mitigation on that building is going to be ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And then you have the cost of tearing that down and getting rid of it, and then smoothing over the, the area that it sits on for the possibility of building a new one yes. to the tune of however many millions of dollars. So A lot of groundwork. Exactly. So the cost of removing that building is probably going to be astronomical. And as the county commissioner pointed out in the meeting, that's owned by the city. So if it turns out to where the city doesn't want to fund this panel and, and the fire marshal shuts us down and it eventually gets to the point where they have to tear it down the city's going to bore that cost yeah they'll be responsible for bringing it down right now will the county step up who knows i mean they could right but they're not obligated obligated to, yeah. to by any means so i don't know it's it's a crazy thing but i think if people were to go in there and see the kind of things that are going on there with sheridan college they have events let's take a look at this i, I printed this out by the way and then we'll get back to um, some other facts here in a minute. The building itself is owned and operated by Joko First. And so now, who exactly is Joko First? That is, well, it's a economic development branch, essentially, of Johnson County, Bomber Mountain Civic Center, KC, it's like the KBJ um, Economic Development Joint Powers Board is kind of the overseer of this. So it's KC, Buffalo, Johnson County kind of oversee this. And it's meant to be an economic uh, developer of, of uh, well, for the county, essentially. So they're bringing in, like Sheridan College, they're bringing in different businesses that are operating through that. They bring in different events throughout the year which generate funds for this facility which then get put back into the coffers to help run it so it's not the the city and the county are not really on you know they're not really being nobody's digging into their pockets to run it it happens but they're they're getting to be self-sufficient quote unquote so that's what they do that's joko first so some of the things that they do, they have office space rentals in there, which they have, I didn't get a list of the, of the businesses that are in there, but it's a pretty long list that they rent office space in there. 
And then they also have access to other areas in the building should they need it for like a conference or this, that, or the other. Um, they have facility rentals for, you can rent, they, they've just upgraded the kitchens in there. So you can do, they're gonna do culinary classes in there. So you can do events around the kitchen area. They've got the small or the big gym in there, which is the old big gym that everybody knows with the arched ceilings that you know all the schools back then had. And there were events in there every year, community events that they have that they bring in. They had the Longmire days there for a long time with the actors, you know, doing the autograph sessions and whatever else. And then um, events. I, I can't think of one off offhand, but they have events throughout the year. And then economic development, getting back to this is what they're doing uh, to try to bring in funds into the community. They had 51 events held at the Civic Center just last year, and 11 current, there we go, 11 current office spaces are filled. Guess that answered my question. And then 40,000, almost 41,000 people, visitors to the community center were, uh, went through the doors last year. So it is not something that is a small thing. You know, it's, it's, it's a huge economic thing for the city of Buffalo and for Johnson County. And I think that it's, I, I, I really do think that it's it's worth putting the money into at this point. Now, if they come up with something in the future where there's a catastrophic failure of something, then maybe relook at it. But at this point, I think, as everybody said, it's what we've got and we need to fund it. Well, I was gonna ask you, you know, you have your ear to the uh, streets in uh, Buffalo and Johnson County. Um, is that what you're picking up, kind of? The I'm getting a lot of everything because I talk to different people, and there are people that are just fed up with pumping money into this thing, and they want the thing to go away. They're just they're just done with it, right. and they but now, but now, then could, could that be Aaron? I am gonna for the sake of argument, I'm gonna be you know, could that be because they're not getting any benefit out of it? They, well, they're they're sure. basically just seeing it as as a, a money pit, sure. for lack I'm of a sure. better term. I'm sure. And there are there are so many things. There were people that showed up there to the city council meeting, not begging, but asking the city to uh, city council to help fund this fire panel because they use this facility. There's you know the pickleballers. You right. know they use this thing all the time. Now, are they outside? Sure, they're outside when they can be, but in the wintertime, they can't play outside. So they use it inside. They're, they're there constantly. There are people that come in there to use it for various reasons. They have yoga classes. They have um, senior stretching exercise things. They have all kinds of things that go on there that these people are not quote-unquote tenants of the building but they're using them and they're a benefit to the community no it sounds like a valuable resource mm -hmm. I, I mean just what you're saying alone i mean look at the winter we had last year i mean <clears throat> it, it was basically a six-month winter to be honest with you yeah. so so you have to do a lot of that indoors you have to have an indoor facility you have to have something where you can have the pickleballers go on a regular basis you know in you know, I understand there are people that are fed up, as you refer to them as, but um, 
But then there are just as many that are in the same yeah of the same mindset that I am, where it's like, well, you, would I love would I like a new one? Sure. Who wouldn't? But you know, yeah, everyone. We have what we have, and it's working. Is it costing money? Sure. It, 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 but it's it, what we have. In a, in a little bit of a comparison, years and years ago, there was talk here in in Sheridan County about moving the fairgrounds and and building a new facility and. And there was actually some momentum going forward with that until a humongous, enormous price tag and the O&M costs came out. And then it was like, no, we're pretty good where we're at. You mm-hmm. know, so it's, you know, mm-hmm. until the reality of this situation. And I, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head when you talked about the costs of actually just tearing this down and, and leveling it and... It's not as easy as one may think and right. or as cheap as one may think. And looking back on this, would it have been better for the city of Buffalo to have just let the school facilities commission just level this thing? There's an argument for that, too. Because right. then the land would have been available, which the city owned. And that was how many years ago? Oh, 15 minimum. I mean, 15, 20 years ago. Okay. And... So there is an argument there, and maybe looking back on it, we, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. We all know this, but at least they were trying to salvage something, gain something for the city, and so they tried to make it work. Now, here just a couple of years ago, there was a ballot measure in Johnson County which would have added another penny tax, which would have paid for um, quite a few things, one of which included tearing down the Civic Center and building a new one. And this was, let me see if I've got this here. They were looking for the specific tax. They were wanting to, and I think part of the problem was is that they had way too much stuff on this ballot measure instead of just picking one or two and moving forward. I think it maybe would have passed had that been the case. But they had, you know, pie in the sky, this, that, and the other, and I'll get to that in a minute. But they were looking for $38 million. That was the key figure. And $25 million would have gone to various projects, $13 million to go to maintenance accounts for future upkeep on the facility. So they were looking toward the future. That I liked in that structure that they set up. There were proponents or opponents, I guess, of this that were saying it would have cost nearly $50 million, which, okay, I'm not an economist, I don't know. That's just the counter-argument. And the counter-argument won, and so that ballot measure was shot down pretty pretty soundly. And this was just back in August of 2021, so it was just recently. But the project improvements would have, the projects would have included improvements at the fairgrounds, Improvements at the Gatchel Museum, the Buffalo Golf Course, uh, Bomber Mountain Civic Center, which would have been raising that, building a new one, the KC Library, the Senior Center, YMCA, and building a recreation center in Buffalo, which would have been the replacement for the Civic Center. Also, they had some infrastructure in Buffalo and KC um, that they were going to look at as well. So again, this was just a whole slew of things and people looked at this and went are you crazy no and i think if they would have maybe streamlined this a bit and picked one or two maybe maybe maybe. yeah that's a lot i mean it's 
We'll see. It's a lot for the voter to decide. Yeah. You know. And w maybe something like this will come up again. You know, if, if enough people get to the point where they're tired of dumping money into this thing. But then again, you're looking, what do you do in the process? You've got Sheridan College in Johnson County. You've got all these other tenants in there. So if we if we choose to raise the building, then where do they tear go? it down, yeah. where do they go in the interim? Okay, we're going to tear it down, build a new one. We've, you know, the taxpayers have, you know, said, yes, we're going to we're going to fund this. Um, do you build it elsewhere? Yeah, you almost create one problem by trying to solve another Right. And, and the whole idea of the Civic Center was to put it right close to downtown in the center of everything. So pretty much everybody had easy access or easier access than putting it out on the freeway somewhere, you know, two miles outside of downtown. So I, I don't know. I don't know what the I don't know what the answer is. I don't think anybody does. But that's that's why we're here is talking about it. So. That's the Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. Numbers you can call if you want to talk about this or whatever you want to talk about. 674-4443-672-5763. And we'll take a quick break and we'll come back in just a few. electric and you'll see the light. Maybe it's as simple as adding an extra outlet. Maybe it's as detailed as wiring an industrial building. Maybe it's high efficiency LED lighting or a fire alarm system or phone system installation and repair. Maybe it's data system wiring, irrigation wiring or electric motor sales and repair. Commercial, residential, industrial, agriculture, above ground, below ground. Call Jackson Electric and you'll see the light at 1851 North Main in Sheridan. Time for a Sheridan County Fair hourly update presented in part by Heartland Kubota. Blacktooth Large Animal Service, the Parkman Bar, Truebill Builders, and McDonald's. We're heading into a busy, busy weekend at the fair. The scale is open for sheep and goat. At 9 a.m., the Market Goat Show will get underway at the Grass Show Ring. Breeding Market Goat Show immediately to follow. At 2 o'clock, the Market Sheep Show will take place in the Grass Ring. Breeding Sheep Show immediately to follow that. For those from great fun, kick up your boots for the community dance. That'll take place tonight. Featuring a beer garden under the grandstand. Sidetrack's going to be playing your favorite 50s through the 80s tunes. And free admission to the family fun. Sharedamedia.com live streaming many of the events on Sharedamedia.com or posting the footage on our website at Sharedamedia.com. So tell all your friends around the state and go there. All, all events are subject to a change in the moment's notice. More updates coming up right here on this Shared Media station and online at sharedamedia.com. And thank you to Harlan Kubota, the Parkman Bar, Truebill Builders, McDonald's, and Blacktooth Large Animal Service. Have equipment that works as hard as you do all year long. CNB has a wide selection of compact utility tractors that'll help you get the job done. During CNB's summer blowout event, you can get your own compact utility tractor for zero money down and zero percent interest for 84 months. Whether you're mowing, tilling, or thinking about pushing heavy snow, a compact utility tractor is versatile and can help you with any task. This zero percent zero money down offer won't last forever. Visit the team of experts or check out the inventory online at DeerEquipment.com. That's D-W-E-R Equipment.com. Summer heat continues. That means warm weather road trips. You're ready, but is your car ready? Will your tires survive hot weather driving? If not, Midas has a $100 rebate on name brand tires like Cooper, Hankook, Nexon, Nido, and Toyo. 
How's your vehicle's air conditioning? Not so cool? No worries. Midas works on all AC systems, new or old, including the most recent YF Freon systems, getting and keeping you safely on the road for your summer travels. See Midas Tire and Auto in Sheridan. Hey there, folks. Is your water well just not the well you want? Feeling like you're stuck in a drought? You tired of waiting for water like it's a slow-moving turtle? Well, lift your head up high and take a walk in the sunshine. Call 307 Wildcat Well Service, and they'll have water flowing like a river. They know where the good water is and how to drill for it. If your current well is leaving you high and dry, Google 307 Wildcat Well Service for water. Cool. Clear. Water. Water. Jackson Electric Open Line Friday on KROE. Numbers to call if you've got something that you want to talk about or talk about what we were just talking about, which is the Bomber Mountain Civic Center. Not necessary. We can talk about what you want to talk about. Numbers to call, 674-4443 or 672-5763. Uh, Aaron Palmer with Ron Richter. Good morning, Ron. Good morning. And, you know, I know we, we spent uh, pretty much the lion's share of last week's uh, program talking about the fairs, but uh, the Sheridan County Fair is going on and going well. Get up and uh, head on to the fairgrounds if you want to check out some yes. stuff. Johnson County Johnson as well. County, same way. And the big day tomorrow in Johnson County is Parade Day. So and you're taking part of the parade. I am. I'm actually going to help announce the parade tomorrow, so I'll be representing... Sheridan Media down there. Lucky lucky you. um, I understand there's going to be 30-some-odd floats, which is pretty good for an off uh, political year. And um, we'll see what happens. Hopefully the weather, we're wondering if it's going to cooperate. (laughs) But even if it rains, it's still going to happen. So, you know, I guess if you need to bring a brelly, bring a brelly. Rain or shine. Exactly. It's still going to go on. And just a little story about what you bring that up, though. The weather. I was feverishly watching my weather app last night because I wanted to go out and get a, a, a bike ride in. Right. Nothing. Said 10 o'clock, 10 o'clock is when rain will start until I got about eight miles west of town. <laughs> and it downpoured. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and mm-hmm. I was literally eight miles west of town on the Hidden Hoot Trail saying, well, we're not going to say what I was saying, but... I don't think our dogs were very comfortable last night because I tried to put them out before I went to bed. Oh. And they, they got to the back door and saw that the rain was coming down. <laughs> well, and they went, nope. It, it's been that year, though, where <laughs> literally you can go. I, I mean, I'm always looking at my radar and my weather app. And it's like, oh, no, you know, I got about three, four hours before the rain's coming. Yep. Nope. No, no, no. Here it I, comes. I, I literally, uh, you know, and it's just because this time of year they'll pop up. <laughs> Oh, you know, yeah, it, you'll get these little systems. It'll just pop up over the mountains, and then it, all of a sudden, it'll rain at Lake DeSmet, and it'll be dry as a bone in Buffalo. Yes, yeah, just that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's crazy. We've got a caller. Thank you for holding, caller. You're on the Jackson Electric open line. Go ahead. Yes. Good morning. I was I I was tired of Bomber Mountain. Okay. So, so I thought I'd call in. I wish that you people would ask the city mayor or the city council. Are they going to try to refinish some of the streets in town because they're terrible? And I'll just use as one example Bighorn Avenue, especially going up the hill on Bighorn and the flat up above it and the flat down below it. It, you know, I haven't heard anything. Have you guys? I haven't. Have you? No. Nothing on anything on that 
stretch it down anyway. Well, what I, I guess you know, just uh, for a little bit more information, what what is wrong with the road? Is it a lot of potholes? Is or what? There's a lot of potholes, a lot of breaking up of the asphalt. It's just awful, you know. And and that's one of the more traveled streets in Sheridan. And I was, it just doesn't seem to me like they want to run it into another winter. Another winter will just demolish it for sure. So I was wondering maybe one of you guys could ask the mayor the next time he shows up if they're going to try to improve any of the city streets. And I've driven on quite a few of them. And, you know, there there are quite a few city streets that do need a little repair because of all the potholes. So thank you. And I'll hang up now okay. and wait for your answer. All right. Thanks, Colin. All right. Well, it's not just in Sheridan. No. I know uh, in Buffalo they had the same. The city crews down there were they well, got we they had got an a, unprecedented winter. Yeah, that was part of it right there. Is that with and then the it, amount of snow and it got underneath two months and of it rain tore up, yep tore up the roads and and not all of them obviously but a lot of roads in in Buffalo and Sheridan came up the the asphalt yes shifted that did this it did that. There were sands underneath the roadway that, that shifted and, and, and it just broke the roads up. It happened to the more traveled roads. That's right. why more people kind of are noticing it. Yeah. Right. But we had people show up at city council meetings going, hey, are you going to fix this? Or are you going to fix that? Yeah. And for because of the weather, they the city crews couldn't even go in and do, they couldn't operate their hot mix plant. So for the first part of the summer, they they weren't able to. And now the first part of the summer, you mean like two weeks ago when it started? <laughs> Come on, I mean, seriously. Earlier in the quote unquote summer yeah. when it was still raining. You know, when it wasn't day. the monsoon right. season we had for a month so, and a half. So, yeah, now that they've got uh, that window where they can run their hot mix plant, they've started, you know, I've noticed in right. Buffalo and in Sheridan, I've noticed, you know, areas where they've repaired. But yeah, they're they're way behind. Yeah, well, and, I and think it wasn't their fault. It's, it's due to the weather. What I'm seeing in, in Sheridan is. Uh, um, <laughs> gotta love Floyd waiting, <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> um, what I'm saying is Sheridan is, is by the, by the time they get to a spot and fix it, and then they move on to another spot. That spot that they initially fixed in several weeks is already deteriorating to the point of where it almost was before they got there and mm -hmm. patched it. And that's the whole key, is that everybody needs to understand these are patches. Yes. You know, it's not like they're coming through and redoing the entire road. So these patches... Duct um, tape don't last forever. Right. So, and if you continue to have rain and yeah. other sort of but stuff, I, it's, it's I, gonna... I, I totally sympathize with the caller. I understand. There, there are roads you drive down the street and you're like, you have to be kidding me. Yeah. Remember, I think a month or two ago, I, I had my my spiel about the uh, parking lot across from the uh, Sheridan County Courthouse. And, yes. and they did do some work on that, yes. and, and it made it better. But then again, after a little bit of time, now it's almost back to square one. Yeah. And it's because things settle. You know, we've had just an exorbitant amount of moisture this year. You know, the, the we need the moisture crew can shut the... <laughs> You know, we're uh, going to get a lot of it this weekend. Too. <laughs> let's talk about while we're on the subject of cons road construction. Let's talk about the the Main Street project. How is that coming along? It is, you know, I, I know uh, 
One of our colleagues, Kevin Coyle, did a story. He goes to the weekly meetings and kind of keeps us ah. up to date and, uh, okay. on what's going on there. They're, they're getting caught up, and they're actually looking at ways to maybe even get beyond being caught up. But, you know, then again, if we get two days of solid monsoonal rain again, <laughs> you know, that... that Another set. Yeah, right? we don't wanna, I don't want to jinx them, you know, but... But one of the things he said, he had a story this week, I think, that they're talking about maybe being able to do more of downtown Main Street project this year than they than anticipated. They anticipated yeah, yes. Really? And, and that all is dependent on whether that is what you have to. So are they looking like an extra block or two, or do you know? No, I, I don't. I don't know exactly, but, you know, they were being very, uh, I guess, uh, receptive to the idea that they could probably get a little further than what they had thought. And, and that, oh, could, says here. that could change. I mean, that's. Road the, construction projects are, are a moving target. Here we go. Kevin wrote, the remaining three blocks between Brundage and Coffeen Avenue are scheduled to be worked on next year. Uh, however, YDOT is examining the possibility of working on the block between Brundage and Lauk Street this year. So adding that extra block mm -hmm. before they get done this year. When were they talking about... End of, Oct end of October is is what they're i mean shut down the, yes it, like the end of october you know there will be they're not going to just like pack <clears throat> up their lunchbox and leave at the end of, but you know i mean that right that's that's, the, that's what they're shooting for october 31st was the the target day to kind of wrap things up for this season and then you know next year same thing start up the same time and and hopefully have it done by the fall there are always going to be things to come back and work on and there will be little things here and Punch there but. lists and whatever else and that's of course they can go through the end of october as long as it doesn't snow exactly once it snows uh, they're done last year we had a great fall i mean yeah. we, we, we didn't have you know the the typical early fall snowstorm we had a little bit i think but uh you know the month of october was generally pretty nice yeah. last year and then november came and said well get ready for six months of winter uh-huh snow showed up and didn't leave till april no <laughs> it, it literally was snowing in April. I was yeah. shoveling in the backyard. Yeah, it was a long winter. Fun times. Not, but thank God, not really cold. Just long. No, it's just a lot of snow. Mm. And it's like as soon as we'd get cleaned up from the last snowstorm, Boom. Th then the next. You know, and it was funny because like a year or two before that, you know, they'd be like, oh, the bomb cyclone's going to hit us this weekend. We'd get like a light dusting. It's like a bomb cyclone. <laughs> All right. But... <laughs> This past year, they they're like, yeah, you know, you're, you're in for a doozy, and sure enough, every time they forecasted a big storm, we typically got it. Yeah, I think that was the difference. Is we didn't get this, you know, you could get six to twelve inches, and then we get an inch. You know, we got our six to twelve, and sometimes eighteen. You know, so no kidding. Well, as the caller said, he was kind of curious about uh, construction or road issues throughout the rest of the city. So when you get a chance to talk to Mayor Bridger. I will shoot him a yeah, question. Just ask him. Yeah. See what he says. Interesting. Okay, caller, there you go. Mr. Ron is on it. Let's talk a little bit because it's already that season again. We just got done, it seems like, the uh, legislative session, and it was six months ago. I know. But it just seems like it was last week. I mean, we never quit talking about it. And now we're looking like... 
looking at another legislative session right in the headlights again. Yeah, I know. Last week, the uh, that latest uh, Craig report came out, and the governor was happy with some of the numbers, but was you know cautious. cautiously optimistic. Yes, you yeah. know, and that's there's nothing wrong with that. It's basically fiscally conservative, mm-hmm. and that's what he's being. And, that's why Wyoming balances their budget, and a lot of states don't, and you see problems in other states that you don't see here in Wyoming. But, um, yeah, I, I totally hear what you're saying there, and, I mean, we are actually, because when I read the story the other day, and I was just like, he's talking about releasing his, his or his, not supplemental, because this is the budget year, but his budget the next in November. budget for the next two-year cycle. And I'm yeah. like, oh, jeez, man, you know. We're already talking about that, but but he he has to put it out that early oh, yeah. so that they can study it. Legislators can study it, and then they it, deal it, with it in February or January. And, and you know, when you talked about how you know, gosh, it, it was six months ago when they wrapped up their session or whenever it was, you know, but it was a while ago. And but you know, here we are again. There's so much interim committee work mm-hmm. that gets a lot of attention now that never used to. And I think that's why, where it never really slows down. It's kind of similar to Congress in D.C., where, mm-hmm. you know, just because they're not in session doesn't mean they're not doing something. They're, they're constantly meeting in these committees, and and some of that committee work is painstaking, to say the least. And I wish I would have brought that. There was a story that came down from the legislative uh Service office. Thank you. Yeah, Cheyenne. Um, I was drawing a blank. I could see the picture, couldn't think of it. Anyway, they sent out news releases periodically about what's going on in different committees. In these committee hearings, And yeah. one of which, and I wish I would have brought that, because when I saw it, I'm like, oh, interesting. Really? They're working on that? And now I can't remember what it was. I'll have to get that and bring it in for next week. But you're right. It, it's Years past, we never really would have paid attention to these things or at least you know i mean kim would right you know because he that was his thing he loved being involved in this stuff but the rest of us were just kind of like eh, you know we'll unless, wait till yeah, the unless there was session. some some bombshell that was dropped right. in a committee meeting you know or something major but yeah there's more i i think what's happening is you know the general public is starting to realize that's where a lot of the legwork gets done right it's not just, okay, hey, we show up in Cheyenne for the session and let's hunker down and get this. A lot of these decisions have already been made or at least yeah. they're leaning yes. that way. Let and then, they, that and way. then when they have their session, then the debate begins and then you have the politics get involved and all that. <laughs> and then, you know, then we realize why government works. Doesn't so work. <laughs> oh, it works. All right. It just right. doesn't work the way it should. At times. A Mostly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right, we're going to go ahead and take a break right there. We're going to come back. Um, we want to talk about the county commissioners because I think we're going to get yeah, that's a starting. list of yeah. people. Yeah. So yeah, we'll talk about that when we come back on the Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. We'll be back right after this. to 
the most complex electrical applications. Jackson Electric has the knowledge, the experience, and the reputation to meet and exceed any electrical need or requirement. Jackson Electric's expertise even includes phone systems, data systems, LED lighting systems, fire alarm systems, and irrigation systems. Residential, commercial, industrial, agriculture. If it has anything to do with electricity, anything at all, Jackson Electric does it all at 1851 North Main in Sheridan. Time for a Sheridan County Fair hourly update presented in part by Heartland Kubota. Black Tooth Large Animal Service, the Parkman Bar, Truebill Builders, and McDonald's. We're heading into a busy, busy weekend at the fair. The scale is open for sheep and goat. At 9 a.m., the Market Goat Show will get underway at the Grass Show Ring. Breeding Market Goat Show immediately to follow. At 2 o'clock, the Market Sheep Show will take place in the Grass Ring. Breeding Sheep Show immediately to follow that. So those for a great fun kick up your boots for the community dance. That'll take place tonight. Featuring a beer garden under the grandstand. Sidetrack's going to be playing your favorite 50s through the 80s tunes. And free admission to the family fund. Sharedamedia.com live streaming many of the events on Sharedamedia.com or posting the footage on our website at Sharedamedia.com. So tell all your friends around the state and go there. All, subject, all events are subject to a change in the moment's notice. More updates coming up right here on this Shared Media station and online at sharedamedia.com. And thank you to Harlan Kubota, the Parkman Bar, True Bill Builders, McDonald's, and Black Tooth Large Animal Service. Hi, this is Tyler Kane with First Northern Bank of Wyoming, inviting you to attend the Sheridan County Fair. As your ag lending experts, we believe in supporting our local youth in their agricultural endeavors. These kids work hard all year preparing for the fair, so please stop by the Sheridan County Fairgrounds to show your support. The fair begins July 29th and ends August 7th with the Junior Livestock Sale and Buyer's Dinner. The dinner starts at 4 p.m. and the sale kicks off at 6 p.m. Hope to see you there. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Wearing Sheridan Chevrolet would like to invite everyone to attend the Sheridan County Fair and support our Sheridan County youth. Wearing Chevrolet takes great pride in backing our local youth and making your vehicle buying experience top-notch. With the additional transports that have shown up, Wearing's has the largest new inventory ever. Silverados, Tahoes, Suburbans, Traverses, Trailblazers, and more. So after the fair, make a stop for a brand new Chevrolet. Experience the Wearing way of vehicle buying. Wearing Sheridan Chevrolet, 107 East Alger. Jackson Electric Open Line Friday, Aaron Palmer, Ron Richter, and we've been talking about quite a few different things. Uh, the last thing we're going to talk about today um, Commissioner Alan Thompson put his resignation in, I believe it was in June or July, and so the commissioners knew that he was leaving. Yeah, it was effective July 30, 31st. Effective July 31st, right. So he was on for a couple of meetings in July, and now he's essentially gone. And he moved on to WASCOP? Yes, the director, So he's going to be the, yeah, the head dude there, which is right up his alley. I mean, he's yep. been in law enforcement most of his life, There's adult nothing, life. Absolutely no way you can uh, hold it against No. So he Alan was given that. the opportunity. They, they, they came after him mm-hmm. and said, hey, you want to do this? And he's like, um, sure. So that's where the open seat came from. So that led to the Sheridan County Republican Committee? Central Committee, Central yeah. Sheridan Committee. County Republican Central Committee. Thank you. Um, was It's up to them to find uh, candidates to replace him. They will so choose three. They're going to choose three. So I, my understanding is they got a slew of people that, that put in letters of interest or uh, resumes. Oh, yeah. And then they have to vet those and... 
you know, I, I guess for lack of a better term, disqualify a few, and right. you know, because there there are qualifications. You can't just show up. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm a resident. Well, good for you. What else? Are you, what else are you doing for yeah. me? Okay. So we have nine. nine. I understand. Nine okay. are nine final candidates, I guess, and, and those. Was it August 10th? They're going to meet in uh, August 10th. Yes, they will meet, and that's and, next thursday yeah, so they're going to go through the whole interview process with these nine yep. individuals and then they're going to pick three they're going to pick three and forward those to the uh, county commission then after the county commission officially receives those three candidates they have i believe 20 days to make a decision that's where it came from okay yep. 20 days to do that okay so the nine candidates that uh, actually put their hat in the ring so to speak were um, well, and several Mike. of them, remember, now this is, you know, and this will bode well for those candidates, I believe, is is they ran for a county <clears throat> commissioner. That goes a long way with yes, a lot does. of these committees. Be, be, I know that. Because it shows that, hey, you had interest before. Mm -hmm. you, you may not have won. Right. You know, but, you know, people did vote for you. You had interest. You showed up with the candidate forms. You did you everything put you your, Yes. Do. Put your platform out there. You campaigned. And, yeah, so... That, as I said, yeah, seems to be one of the things that they put a high value on. So the nine that put their name in there for the new commission seat, Michael Arzi, uh, Marianne Bledsoe, Dennis Fox, Brian Helfrich, or Helfrich? Helfrich. Helfrich. Holly Jennings, Bev Lightman. Lightnum. Lightnum. That is an N. Lightnum. Long time city employee. Okay. Kayleen McKenzie. And John Seeley and Jeffrey Wells. And I don't know these people because I don't live in Sheridan. But I guess these are names that people recognize and they know. Yeah, who some, they of, are, some so. of them. I, I, right, there was a few I, I didn't. I had to inquire within. But um, I think they're all good candidates. I mean, I don't think you can. You know, not going to get a bad one out of this. No. Okay. You know, and, you know, the county commission is going to have a tough decision because. The Central Committee will whittle it down to three. There are three choices, and, you know, I'm, I'm sure that uh, they have thoroughly vetted these people. And, you know, there's going to be some FaceTime and whatnot, and there will be a meeting. And a lot of times it's not, you know, qualifications. A lot of times it's, wow, how do you get along with other people? There are a million things that could or could not work against you in these times. Yeah. Situations. So who knows? Yeah, it'll be interesting. You know, it's the process, and they're following it. And you know, they sent out a little news release last week, and you know, is good info, good stuff to get out there. You know, are who's are we going to go cover that this yeah. week? So we'll know. I'm sure. Well, or at least they'll, they'll let us know. When we yeah, we'll, so, okay. Other than nobody's going to know anything other than the three candidates. So all right. Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. Thanks for joining us. Ron Richter, Aaron Palmer, we will see you next week. Get out and enjoy the fair this weekend. It's the last weekend to do so. See you, Ron. Arrivederci. KROE, Sheridan, broadcasting from the Wyoming Corporate Office Studio. KRO.